This is Colin Moriarty from Sacred Symbols, a PlayStation podcast, the best PlayStation podcast on the entire internet. If you're looking for a different PlayStation podcast to listen to than mine, you probably want to listen to podcasts beyond. But if you need a PlayStation podcast even after that, then you're in the right place for PlayStation experience. Have yourselves a very good time. Welcome to the land of long-lived play, where greatness is always waiting. Welcome to the PlayStation Experience. It is all your boy, Dead Ninja Dev, as always, and I am joined, of course, by Mr. Delvin Cox. How are you today? I am doing good. Everything is good. Everything is fine. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there and the ones who are terrible fathers. Well, you can go F off. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thanks for stealing my job. Yeah. My dad doesn't deserve the title of father. Happy Father's Day, everybody. <laughs> that other voice you hear is the Platinum Princess herself, Miss Haley Nicole Miller. And how are you this morning? Uh, I, I feel bad because, uh, A, this is a video show, but we're recording locally. I, I, I just need to point out uh, Audacity is picking up my fan. I apologize for your editing this week, Delvin. I don't worry about it. I think we yeah. just used this. Let's cut that part out. <laughs> we yeah. just used this file. The, the video file, that's fine. Yeah, the video file works. We should be good and not even have to worry about it. So that'll be... Hey, it, I just felt like being honest because I, 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 there's no way I would survive in this room right now if I had the fan off. It's uh, Welcome to why living be, on the third floor of an apartment building and not having air conditioning. Why be honest if we're talking about video games? <laughs> there it is. Ah, <laughs> uh, summertime, summertime. Yeah, it's supposed to be like 103 or 104 today out here. Yeah, there's so a I heat index. In. Yeah, I ain't going no, outside a, today. There's a heat index warning locally. Jesus. Ugh, no fun, no fun. Oh, yeah, this <laughs> is a video show, so people can see my painting uh, of Ellie now. Yeah, if it comes into focus, because, you know, your, your camera My camera to likes to be a piece of garbage, I know. It's all good. Yeah. All right, so let's just jump right into it. Um, I'm pretty sure I know what everybody's been playing, but let's just get into it anyway. So let's start with you, Haley. What have you been playing? Uh, Last of Us and Last of Us Part 2. I, of course, finished my Last of Us uh, replay through uh, the day before the game came out. Uh, as noted by me tweeting a picture of me having flamethrowed the doctors in the room <laughs> at the end of the game. It's like, <laughs> I saved all my flamethrower ammunition for you. And then... Uh, Mr. Dan Anthony was like, you're a monster. I was like, yeah, I mean, it's like Joel said. They just came after. Um, and then I'm, I've am i been playing The Last of Us Part Two. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, I jumped in right at midnight. Uh, man, there are a lot of collectibles in this game. And no, I did not go looking for a guide. I'm just, it's all, all been me on my own. Uh, I'll look for a guide to, like, get any I miss after I beat the game. Um same goes for me streaming this game. I will be streaming it, but after I beat my first playthrough, because people are being dicks and just not caring about spoilers right now. Sorry, guys. Um, I uh, I found, I think, almost 140 collectibles at this point, and I'm still on day one. Wow, that's a lot. Uh, like, there's like... There, uh, this isn't a spoiler, because I'm not spoiling story moments, but like one of the collectibles you can find in this game is trading cards. There's 48 of those alone. 
Yeah, I have found a lot of those. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of safes, which is cool. Uh, fun, interesting fact about those. Even if you don't have, like, the combo, if you listen to the safes when you're trying to open them, if you hear the click, you can open it without the note at all. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Like regular safes. Yeah. <laughs> like a regular safe. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I, I'm also, like, that big open area once you get to, like, after the first big story moment, uh, mm-hmm. I did like every location in there and I unlocked a trophy. So, all right. I was going to explore it all anyways. Um, thanks for rewarding me with that. I don't know. Interactions are cool. I posted a photo this morning. I found a cute little gay bookstore um, while I was wandering around. Uh, I think I think it's pretty common at this point. Everybody knows that the game takes place mostly in Seattle. You know, mm-hmm. it. found a gay bookstore with some rainbow painted crosswalks and and the trans flag. Uh, that's on my Twitter. If anyone wants to go look at look at it, uh, I don't know. I uh, I actually was playing a little before we started recording. Um, I'm uh, I'm almost finished day one. Uh, I think at this point. So okay. I don't know. I don't know whereabouts you guys are. So I don't really want to like spoil anything or spoil anything for the listeners either. Uh, I just left the TV station. Okay. Hmm. I am a little bit ahead of you. <laughs> well, that's not shocking. I had to work yesterday. So. <laughs> But um, so you enjoying it so far? Oh, I'm loving it. I mean, this game is getting destroyed by people online, and I don't understand why. Uh, notwithstanding one thing, there is one thing I was well aware of going into this, and I'm a little nervous about when I'll get to it. Um, there's some pretty bad trans rep in this game, and no, I'm not referring to the character you think I am. Um, but other than that, I've got hardly any criticisms. Like I have. I haven't finished the game, so I don't know about okay. the whole story at all. But like, I have a couple story flaws. But other than that, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I will say it's very nice to be able to dodge attacks and not just sit there and get destroyed hit. if you get hit by a bunch of if you get like surrounded by a bunch of um runners. Yeah, but one thing that's really cool because obviously for those who played the first one, you know that you never really encountered like infected and um and human enemies at the same air. It's mm-hmm. so fun to stick a pack of clickers on, on people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the fact that they've kind of, you can, you can do that. Like if you're yeah. really good about it, you can set stuff up and that, that, that is, I've come across a couple of those, but, uh, you know me, I play stealth. So everybody's just getting stabbed. In. <laughs> Valid. What about you, Delvin? Have you been playing anything other than the last of us? Yeah. I want to talk about that. I finally beat Terminator resistance. Got that yeah. platinum trophy, by the way. Yeah, surprisingly, the last level was really good. I was shocked how good the last level was. It's literally just the beginning of Terminator. You know, the beginning part where you you see the, the, the big battle that's going on in Terminator and stuff. For those who see Terminator movie, they're like there's like a the original Terminator movie. There's a big battle that's going on between the, the machines and the humans, and they show John Connor smoking a cigar, and he's the leader of the resistance, and then the Terminator goes back in time. The end of the the end of the game is that, and it's oh. pretty, it's pretty freaking cool. It's that battle, and they do it in a really good way. It's like it looks like they put all the budget in the game in that one battle. So I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I got the platinum trophy, like it was an easy platinum, and I enjoyed my time with it. It's a good cheap budget game. It's funny because my son was watching me playing it. And he he liked it, so he said, "I want to get a copy for myself." Oh, then he looked it up, but then he looked it up online. The prices of it, I guess this game, because the game came out at a certain time, 
there's not that many copies of it, so the prices for the game is like two hundred dollars for the disc. Uh, can't you just buy it digitally on the store? Yeah, I told him that. But if you want a disc version of, it, you have to. There's almost none. They're like two hundred dollars, one hundred and fifty dollars, a hundred dollars. It's crazy. Okay. I mean, Damn. I'm not one to talk considering how much I've spent on The Last of Us Part 2. We could discuss my spending issues at a different time, but, like, don't pay $200 for just, like, the base version of a game, please. Yes. Like, please. You done ran do into a cult classic. A, yeah. A cult classic or a game that they knew wasn't really going to sell well, so they're like, let's not make a lot of physical copies. It Whoa. might actually be a cult classic because... Yeah. I've seen a lot of like user reviews for it, and they are really high. That, that shocked me. Like in the 80s, I'm like, really? And people are like praising this game. Okay, but like, does it have a good story? It's a decent story. But no, no, no. I mean, compared to most Terminator stories, because remember, the uh, usual opinions on Terminator are that Terminator 1 and 2 are good, and then the rest are garbage. Uh, so if this is anywhere near like at least decent, people are going to love it. Although I'm of the controversial opinion that I really liked Genesis, but y'all can hate me for that later. I like Genesis. Genesis. I thought Genesis was pretty good, actually. I think for a video game version of a Terminator game is pretty good. But you know that's what it. And also, that wasn't the only game I played this week. Okay. I played Sonar Wild Hearts for the first time. Sign. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. You've heard of this game for right, Dev? I feel like I've heard. I mean, the I've title, heard of it. I just I don't know what it is. Okay. It's a rhythm-based action game, I want to call it. Okay. And what it does is, like, you have to, like, you're going through these levels, fighting these people, and it's cool. It's like it's almost like a music video. And you're hitting the pumps to, like, go through the levels. Almost like, um, not like Telltale. What's those games called? Like, um, Dragon's Lair type games. Okay. Like, almost like... No, not like not like a visual novel because you have to play through the actual game itself. Okay. But it's it's like a it's like um turn a base? mix be- not turn based. It's like a mix between um like a Tetris type game or a, it's basically a rhythm game. That's the best way to describe it. Okay. It's a rhythm game, but it's like a, it's like an action rhythm game because like you you're fighting and stuff on a bike. The visuals for this game and the music for this game is fantastic. I mean, it looks awesome. Like I was playing it. And my kids were just staring at the screen like this is amazing looking because it looks like it looks like a cool stylized anime. Okay. And it tells a really cool story. And I highly recommend people check it out because it's super fun. You can you can you can beat the game in like an hour or two hours. And it's and it has incredibly good music. Like I was sitting there playing and my kids were singing along to the game and <laughs> it's super good. I highly recommend that game. And of course, the last game I played this week was The Last of Us Part 2. I didn't get that far, and I've got like a, maybe an hour and a half in it. I'm to that area that you were just talking about earlier. I like it a lot. I don't know what happened, but um, for some reason, maybe it's just me. Ellie looks amazing. Joel mm-hmm. looks amazing. But some of the side characters, their models look off a little bit. I don't know if it's me or not. Like to, Almost to the point where I had to like, because I have a PS4 Pro, and I also have my PSVR. Mm-hmm. But you can't use your HDR functions while the PSVR is hooked oh, yeah, up. Yeah. So I, t- I ended up unplugging the PSVR to see if it looked better. And it looks a lot better. But just playing in the standard PS4 Pro, 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 like I said, the Elliot Joe character models and other characters, certain characters look really, really good. 
And then there's certain moments where the other characters look a little bit off. And because of the Elliot Joel model looks good, it's noticeable. I hmm. haven't noticed any characters looking off. Maybe it's like, what are you playing on? And I'm not saying TV matters because it could just be your game assets not loading correctly or something like that. Um, uh, LG TV. How big that's, Now I'm going to sound like a asshole <laughs> like a 72 inch lg 4k tv okay i'm playing inch. i'm Good playing God. on a samsung 60 inch 4k tv I, I we all sound like assholes <laughs> like, like i'm <laughs> playing on a 4k 27 inch monitor okay but you right just bought me. that monitor to have hdr so no, no 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 this is a different one this is uh, the acr monitor hasn't even come out yet that was a pre-order this is just my regular 4K monitor that I have for my, 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 my gaming oh, so setup. Right, right. You don't have HDR yet, do you? And it looks fucking incredible. So I don't, I'm not seeing any of the offness in the models. I yeah. am sitting here constantly looking at this game like, oh my God, this looks ridiculous. I can't even imagine what it's going to look like on PS5. Every, I'm also playing else, on an SSD. Everyone else is just like, man, I'm so far ahead in the story. And I'm like, how are you guys moving so fast? I'm just in awe of how pretty everything looks. Yeah, this yeah. is like one of the first games that I've actually been like, I'm gonna play around with photo because this I, game looks stupid. I, I, I've taken a bunch of photos. Like I said, I had some cute interactions with Dina in the gay bookstore. Um, the, and they weren't kidding. There is stuff you can absolutely miss in this game. Um, again, no spoilers. Uh, like there was, there was the one scene in the open area. Uh, I found a music store, and that's all I'm gonna say. That was awesome. Um, yeah, hold up before you go on. If you're playing the game and you get to this point, find the music store. If you don't do any other side thing in this game, find the music store. It is worth it, to say the I mean, least. I mean, it's not hard to miss. It's right by one of your main objectives. But like, still, mm -hmm. you should definitely, you you should definitely go in there. Um, that scene is amazing, and it is absolutely 100% missable. And again, I apologize, my camera being garbage. Unless you're Chaffee and you don't care about side stuff and you mainline everything and don't even explore. Explore the game. Explore the world. Yeah, Go yeah. looking for stuff. There's stuff to find and the interactions are really cool. Chaffee. Go <laughs> into the music store. You know he's not gonna. Don't even waste your breath. Don't even waste your breath. He plays everything. Hey, hey, also, also, read Ellie's journal frequently because it's interesting. So. Oh, that's a good tip. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize her journal, that. Her journal is really cool. Like you see her yeah. pull it out and like put stuff in it. That stuff is there when you actually open it up and go back to it, and you can go and see all of her thoughts and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, the journal is. Dope. So uh, yeah, I've been playing. I played two games. I've, I finished the disintegration before um, I got into the Last of Us Two. I literally finished it that Thursday before. No, Wednesday before uh, Last of Us came out. Disintegration is actually a lot of fun. Um, it's one of those games that has me wanting more. Like it feels. Like the story is told, like for that part is complete, but it definitely feel like feels like there's a lot more to that world. Um, the characters, I mean, everything feels a little like it just feels incomplete. Like you want to have more, but the characters are kind of are, are, are endearing. Um, what they do with the world makes you kind of want to exist in it, and it's, it was just a lot of fun. It was a very very different game, like just the mashup of the first person shooter 
on a on what they call a grav cycle, which is a, the, the vehicle you're on. And then also being able to command troops while you're doing that. It is just a very different mashup of genres, but it is a lot of fun. Um, the combat is really rewarding. It takes a second to get into, like trying to understand how to be able to use moves and how to like kind of kind of can make like combos or whatnot with the different characters. They all have these different special moves, and you kind of start to learn how to play off of it, off of them, so where you can just feel like a god basically out there just directing traffic and just causing all kinds of destruction so it's it's really cool it's really fun um it, it's not a super long game um i think it's maybe 10 hours of the story i think it was only like maybe 12 or 13 missions um they can be really long though uh oh. depending on how you play because there's lots of stuff to find uh there's also a pretty good amount of replayability because if you don't find everything in the level you can go back and you can go find all the stuff and there are there are unlockables and stuff for the different trophies and your characters have levels where you can give them more abilities and by the end of the game depending on how you play you could have unlocked everything or you could have stuff that you can go back and unlock or play it on a harder difficulty or whatnot there are trophies for that as well if you're into that nice, but the nice. story is pretty cool um it, it has a somewhat satisfying ending but like i said it just kind of left me wanting more um, I do need to get into the the multiplayer just to to see what that is. I feel like a lot of the game was was designed with multiplayer in mind. I think that was more or less what they were really going for. Um, there's a couple of like ex Bungie devs that are working on it. Um, so like I think one of the one of the main guys who worked on Halo is was one of the lead designers for this game. And you can definitely feel like there's there's a huge multiplayer draw there uh because it's just okay it's, it's totally different it's not something that i've ever seen done before in terms of the combat because even in the multiplayer you're on the graph cycle and you have your command units and there are different graph cycles in the game so you have like your light your your medium and your heavy type builds and depending on your play style either you may want to have this light graph cycle with these these machine guns and you have a, a second ability that's healing or maybe you want to have something that's a little bit more punchy and you have like these ridiculous like slug cannons or shotguns. There's another graph cycle that has like a, like a sniper rifle on. So just depending on how you want to play and the different troops you want to you want to command because they all have different abilities as well. Just the way you can combine them and everything is really, really. So if anybody's looking for like a little cool sci-fi tale with, with just a different style of combat that we have not seen in games, I would definitely suggest checking out Disintegration. It is a lot of fun. It is a 30-man development team, so it was a very, very small team. To, so for them to be able to put out this game at this this level, it's it's really, really cool. If you have any interest at all in checking out something totally different, very sci-fi feel, I would say look into it. It's it's cool. And I'll post some, some video and stuff uh, probably later on uh, next week when I have some time because I did record pretty much all of my playthrough. So I will definitely post some of that with my, my, my thoughts on video on the game. But it, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And I, I hope that it does well enough for them to get a sequel. Because I feel like it's definitely left open to that. Cool, cool. Other than that, yeah. I played Last of Us 2. Um, I have since Thursday night. I think I've stayed up to like 3, 3.30 a.m. every night. So from like 11 to 3.30 is what I've been playing. Um, I am probably, let's see. I'm past the radio station or TV station. Mm -hmm. I, I want to say I'm maybe an hour or two ahead of where you're at. Mm -hmm. And so far, I love the game. I, I absolutely adore it. I love the combat. It feels so think, much better than Last of Us 1 as far as playability. I think you'd be proud of me, Dev. Uh, 
this is not a spoiler. Uh, the first unlockable skill tree, uh, I nearly mm-hmm. have maxed out. And you know what that is. I don't remember which one is first, but... Stealth. Okay. I, uh... Yeah. I, I, I nearly have that maxed out, and, uh... I will say those silencers you can craft are super mm-hmm. handy. Mm-hmm. Super yeah. handy. Because, uh, I mean, it's not shocking. You'll find weapons or whatnot, but, like, I don't have any silent weapons besides adding a silencer at this point, so... Yeah, Sammy, you know, I haven't come across anything else, but... Yeah, I have I have the the second durability of the the silencer or whatnot, so I've almost maxed out this the the stealth tree as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I love it. I just I love. It's funny, like I've never cringed or jumped so much in a game in my life. Like every time I stab somebody in the neck, a part of me is just like, oof, God, it's it's brutal. Dude, and she is we, strong. The force yeah. with which she breaks <laughs> windows just with her bare hands is like, what are you doing? <laughs> I have not done that. I always equip a weapon so she butts it with the gun or something, which I, just looks cool. She literally will take the butt of her knife, but, like, you you know what her knife is. It's mm-hmm. tiny. So just go right against the window, and it's like, dude, you're gonna break your hand. Calm yeah. down. I'm so glad that I have a knife and don't have to craft shivs. Oh, oh that's yeah. so nice. And also, <laughs> like, for anyone who played the first game, you remember those, like, locked shiv doors? Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, it's just like, hey, the door's locked. Find the way Find in. Find the way in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really, I really like it. I love the the playability of the game. Like it's so much more fun and enjoyable to actually play than The Last of Us One was. Like I enjoy the gameplay loop a lot better. Mm-hmm. I love getting to the, the the upgrade stations. The way she takes apart the gun. Oh, is so the animation is clean. so animation clean. Is it's nice. Yeah, um, so there's like fun. the. Like in the Last of Us one, like yeah, the game still looks pretty for a game from twenty thirteen, but like um you could definitely see some clipping on objects or whatnot. Now I haven't seen anything like that in this game. It's it's awesome. Um yeah, I, I've been playing on the SSD, so a lot of my stuff loads hella fast. Like even when I've I've died or whatnot, which I have done a couple times and sometimes on purpose because I didn't like the way I did the encounter, so I'm just gonna die and restart it. Yeah. So I don't have to lose ammo I, or whatnot. And it loads so much faster. It's like almost right back into the game, and everything loads in fast. I don't see a whole lot of pop in, and just some of the the like the the the, the scenic spots where you can take pictures. Like the game is just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I uh, have taken this to a different level. It's ridiculous. So what what weapons do you have right now, Dev? Uh, I have the handgun, the revolver, the long rifle, and the shotgun. Okay, so you did go into the bank then in the... No, I went in there and I was like, I'm not even dealing with all these clickers, so I left. Where did you find the shotgun? The radio station. Interesting. Or TV station. Yeah. Interesting, because if you go into the bank vault, that's that's how I got the shotgun. Oh. Are they different shotguns? Uh, I don't know. I found a pump shotgun. shotgun. I I found a pump shotgun in the bank vault, so that's cool that you can find it in a different way then. Um, I uh, also found Nate's ring. From Uncharted, yeah, I found that. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Um, although the reason I bring up the bank though is because I've seen some criticism of this online. Like, oh, they disrespected their own lore. Uh, anyone who's familiar with the thing knows that like infected need to feed, and they'll change stages as they grow. You guys know that the infected you find in the world differ based on your difficulty level, right? Like, if you're playing the game on moderate and you go into that area you're going to find a couple clickers and mostly runners. If you go into there on Survivor, it is literally all clickers. You are... 
That's funny. I feel like the yeah. clickers are way easier to deal with than the actual just runners. Like I'd much rather run into nothing but clickers. I agree. The, the criticism clickers are so of, much of, easier to uh, kill. Yes, but the criticism of that scene is not for the amount of enemies that are in there. It's based on the fact that like they're in a bank a bank that has like no people around and like oh well the infected is supposed to change over time people are like oh, there's a bunch of runners in there it's like no if it's based on your difficulty level the enemies you see in certain areas that goes so far into the weeds into the lore that i don't know anything about or care yeah <laughs> like i i don't i don't delve i have not delved <laughs> deep into like that type of lore of the of last of us at all like i just i don't care I that's some, things, that's yeah. some Donnie level stuff that you don't want to get into. It's just that for me, that doesn't really, that's not the appeal of the game for me. Like I don't care about the clickers. I don't care about the zombies. Like I just like the story based elements of the, the human element, like the clickers part and all that. I don't really care how they mutate or if they have to feed. I feel like the, the whole idea of zombies and all of that is stupid period because that's the whole thing. Like they eat brains and if they're just out there and there's nothing to eat, like, we should be able to just outlast the whole infection thing by not giving them food. But that seems to never happen in any kind of zombie stuff at all. Because that's it, it does in some. In a, in a couple, it happens. They have, like, situations where the zombies will start dying out because there's nothing to eat off of. I forget, or they I forget, should I've freeze seen, to death. I mean, I don't know. There's a couple of movies I've seen that in. And a, a TV show, if I remember correctly. I think, Z, I think Z Nation did it, but then, like... Instead of dying out in Z Nation, they just mutated and were basically humans with gray skin at that point. And it was like, all right, well, this is weird now. Yeah. I, I, I don't watch a whole lot of zombie stuff. Not my thing. But yeah, I'm always like, why haven't they just died out at this point? Like, why, because why that they frozen make, to that death? Doesn't, that, that doesn't make it fun to watch. I'm not scared of zombies. I'm scared of the humans. I'm not humans scared of zombies part. either. But like, if you, the humans are who you have to worry about. If the walkers all died out on The Walking Dead, it's not really The Walking Dead that anymore, is it? I'm not watching the. That's the thing. I want to know what the hell happened. Tell me about the infection. I don't care about the zombies. I want to oh, know what then happened. Don't watch The Walking Dead because Kirk. Oh, I stopped. Kirkman's I stopped whole thing a long is like, time ago. I'm not telling you what the infection's from. Yeah, I think I once uh, the season before they killed Glenn. That was oh, when stopped I stopped watching. Season six. Yeah, I was uh, like, that was, I'm done. That was my favorite thing. They're like, oh, yeah. Hey, uh, spoilers for season six of The Walking Dead and then the beginning of season seven. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, Glenn died. He uh, he he tried to hide under a dumpster from a horde of infected. And like four episodes later, he shows up. It's like, haha, just kidding. And then three episodes later, it's like, oh, no, he's dead. He got his head bashed in with a barbed wire baseball bat, which, yeah. all right, that was gruesome. Spoiler for The Walking Dead for those I, who haven't I, seen that. It was I like 37 just, I, seasons ago, it feels like. so. I, that I, wasn't literally, that I literally just said that before I mentioned the spoilers, but thanks, Delvin. Um, I feel like that was a while ago. It was long enough ago. Right? It was. If you, wa- mean, if you in- watch The Walking Dead, you have Yeah, but also that was a very comics-accurate death for Glenn. Um, like, that was literally his death to the point. Um, the only difference in that scene alone was that Abraham also died there. Whereas when Negan showed up in the comics... Abraham was already dead. Yeah, so zombies should just, you know, winter comes, they should all die so I'll just freeze that's, to death. That's not how that works. <laughs> why, are you, why are you a zombie racist? Why do you just want the zombies just to die in winter? What kind of crap is that? Because they suck. Yeah. All right, well, that's... They suck. A, they don't that's, suck their bite. That, how dare you? Whatever. <laughs> nope. Don't vampire like this ooh, Vampire zombies. Where's that at? Don't like this conversation. That's <laughs> actually what I do. That, that would be cool. Up. What? Vampire, vampire zombies. zombies. 
mean, they actually have you get they did that. I'm sure if they did, you would know because of your love of the vampires, but the, yeah. I'm literally wearing a Buffy the Vampire Slayer dress right now. What do you want from me? <laughs> literally a battle nothing. axe with a stake across it. Me neither. See, I I got nothing. Alright, so um I love vampires. <laughs> let's get into these questions because we've got a few. We got a lot of them, yeah. And so I'm going to start with this question, but we're also going to get into it a little bit more in depth just later on when we go into like our big discussion of the week. Mm-hmm. But um, Almighty Ray asks, how damaging to the industry do you think review bombing a game is? Not really. It happens all the time. People get angry and just feel, like, oh, I hate this game and I hate that others enjoy it. Zero. And then, you yeah. know. I, I mean, personally, I don't, I don't really think it does a whole lot. Um. What they've done to The Last of Us 2 is a little different, but typically when a game gets like review bombed on Metacritic, I don't think it's really damaging at all because a lot of times you can be like, yeah, this is just people being hateful or dumb. And to be perfectly honest, outside of like people in PSVG, like I don't know anybody who even knows what the hell Metacritic is or pays any attention to that type of stuff at all. I personally don't ever go to Metacritic and look at at ratings. I don't I don't care. Like to me, like I'm not big on like review scores anyway because yeah. I feel like unless you find somebody who who generally generally likes like everything that you do and dislikes everything that you do like your experience with the game is your experience and it's hard to put a put take somebody else's score or their experience and and then not have that influence how you feel about the game. So for me review scores I don't I there used to be like back in the day there was this one publication called Play Magazine and when they would do review, reviews they would not give it a score. It was just this is what what I think of the game and what I felt, but it was never something that they would score and I I appreciate that a lot more because it's really hard to put a number in my opinion on your experience because something that you think is a three might be a, a 10 to me which is why like i said i don't put a whole lot of stock so i don't think the people review bombing the game really weighs heavily um as far as the industry is concerned especially when it's so clearly done out of just a hateful a hateful space and when you have the actual like real critic scores is vastly different than what the 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 user score is so i don't think it really affects the industry in any way but that's also coming from a point person who doesn't really care about review take that with the yeah i uh, review scores only have meaning because people put weight to them the second they stop having weight put to the websites can drop review scores reviews are based on a person's opinion you will never find someone who 100 percent agrees with you on every game that you like that maybe they scored and this is an example maybe they scored a four but you say it's a ten You'll never find someone who does that with every game you play where you have the same taste. Like, everyone has a difference of opinion, and reviews are based on opinion. Absolutely. Any, anything to add to that, Delvin? I have a lot to add to it. I think, when I look at review score, it's the two things. It's the user review score and the, the company review score in terms of the people who review games. The user review score matters in a sense because sometimes you'll see people will take those use review scores and not read them and take that, like, okay, fans don't like the game. A good example of that is, um, it's not a game it's us per se, but Captain Marvel. People review bomb Captain Marvel so much that people, there are certain aspects of people who didn't even go see it because they think it's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate that people can be so negative and vindictive and do things like that in turn, just to damage a movie or 
uh, art because you just don't like, oh, the main character's a girl and she's strong. That's a crappy thing to do. Or, hey, oh, this game promotes certain values I don't agree with. I, I hate when people do that because that's real sucker, cowardly stuff. Look at what happened to Watch Dogs 2 when that got announced. Yeah. It, it is it's the reaction, childish. The reaction of Marcus being the main character was so dumb. So dumb. So, yeah, Very I much. Didn't so. Even seeing that, I, I, and that's the thing. Like, I, I take myself out of that argument altogether. Like, I don't care what people think typically of games, and I think that we need to pay less attention to that. If you see something that you think is cool, then go find out for yourself. To be perfectly honest, read the reviews and stuff afterwards. But if you see something that you think is interesting, go check it out. And I also add, on the flip side, when it comes to companies like Kotaku reviews and stuff like that. Those actually matter to the developers because mm-hmm. certain companies base bonuses off of review uh, scores. Most yeah. famous is uh, Fallout New Vegas. They uh, they were like four points short of their uh, bonus that they were they required a percentage to reach of like Metacritic scores, and they were like they reached eighty one, and I believe the percentage they needed to actually get their bonus was eighty five, and it's like ridiculous. Yeah, and I, the, pro- the problem I have with that is as this gaming thing continues to grow, more and more people are being allowed to use their voice to review games. Mm-hmm. And people who and the same people who used to who used to be video bombing, review bombing these games are now being allowed into Metacritic. So that's also kind of hurting the Metacritic score for some of these games. And that sucks. Like imagine if you worked so hard on a game like The Last of Us 2. That's that's critically acclaimed on one side. Like the review, the critics and reviewers are giving it like nine out of ten, ten out of tens. And on the other hand, the fans, the so-called fans, the people that you make the games for, because they don't make the games for reviewers, they mm-hmm. make the games for fans. Didn't you see the fans give it a twenty percent or something like that? Now, granted, these are not really people that you want to consider fans. These are yeah. crappy people with their own crappy agendas. agendas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, my favorite thing is that like Metacritic allows users to review games they don't own. Metacritic yeah. user score user score is usually like not great. Like, and this is there's only like a couple examples where I've seen the user score on Metac- on Metacritic differ from like differ in extreme contrast to like the um, the critic score. Days Gone's a good example. Critics hated it. User score was way above the um, the critic score. But other than that, I think the only other one I've seen is like Death Stranding, where there was like a huge difference in value uh, in them. It's it's ridiculous. But also like you, you can't have user scores mean anything if people can review games they don't own. Like because yeah. then 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 you're looking at people who are like, oh, I didn't even play this game. I just hate that like there's LGBT rep in it. So mm-hmm. zero out of ten. It's like all right, like I am upset, but not about me. Yeah, well, it, it's sad because unfortunately with the user score, you almost have to kind of throw that to the wayside because unless you're actually going through and actually reading the reviews, like there's no way to really put any real stock in those user scores because it, like you said, it could just be somebody who just doesn't like the idea of the game or doesn't like some, some the way something is rep- represented and they can just go in there and say whatever they want or just put a two on it or a zero. Right. So I think if, if I don't think it, it, I think it can hurt in the way is if people are really looking at that user score and basing their buying decision on it, it can. But then again, I I don't know very many people outside of here who actually care again, about that. What yeah. the hell Metacritic is? 
Like, look, like I know I bring people up all the time, but it's just because like that's where I get all my from, right? Like, like look what happened to Alana Pierce this week. Like, she wasn't even like she posted like her thoughts on The Last of Us Two on like like the day the reviews came out, and then on Thursday of this week, like the day before the game came out, she was streaming like to show gameplay for fans, right? Because the embargo on streaming had lifted, and immediately afterwards, she was just bombarded with like SJW cuck and all this other stuff from people that are like so upset that there's uh, a girl as the lead or lgbt rep and then they threw like a bunch of spoilers in the comments so i'm not gonna say the other one but the other one was especially awful and horrendous and for those who don't know alana used to work for ign now works for funhouse funhouse had to literally come out and like if you're commenting this kind of garbage on our like employees or anyone associated with us is stuff we don't want you like this is garbage like you need to not be doing this and those are the kind of people that are review bombing this game and ah, the joy of the keyboard warriors it's just like all right we get it you uh to, to quote that famous like bird tweets account like i am upset when not about me like you, th- that that's essentially it like yes there are valid criticisms to make of this game and i haven't even finished it yet so i don't know what all of them are but like you cannot have valid criticism of this game be thrown in with people who haven't played it and are just like, oh, I don't I don't like this, 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 this. So I'm not going to play it, but I'm also going to review it at a zero and throw the user score off. It's like, all right, you, we can't tell what the actual criticisms from people are and separate those efficiently from like 8,000 negative reviews from people who haven't played the game. Like that's very hard to do. Yeah, and I take what we do in that sense serious in terms of like we're talking like people listen to this show yeah when we're talking about a game i want to be as objective as possible i love the last of us last was one of my favorite video game series ever but at the same time i don't want to sit there and be like oh everything is great or everything or this all sucks that's not helping anyone i I feel like it's very important to sit there and be like okay this is what i found the game that i love this is what i found like oh that's a little weird i think it's important to be honest and be transparent about things and not just be that guy like, oh, there's gay characters in this game. I don't like it. That's stupid. That doesn't help anybody. Just enjoy the game. The games are not, this is going to be controversial. I know this, this is going to shock some people. Video games are not just made for straight white males. Mm-hmm. The world is diverse. And people need to grow up and realize that. Yep. There are minorities. There are gays. This world, and especially in America, is very diverse. And once people wake up and realize that, the world will be a lot better place. Yep. All right, I let's will, put a pin in that because yeah. there's, we're, we're going to talk, we're going to get more into that later on. So let's get on to our next question. <laughs> Comes from uh, at MTT Brazil team, aka uh, Lucas. Spot him. Yeah. He says, uh, I've recently started XCOM 2 and I've made 30 custom soldiers from people I know through podcasting, including Mr. Delvin Cox. So who's on your team and what is your specialty? Sniper, shotgun, medic, or ballistic? I, I don't have an answer because I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played an XCOM game since the original one on PC way back in like 1990. I think I played um, like two hours of the XCOM that came out on PS3 and was like, this is not for me. It just walked away. All right. Yeah. Let's just go off of the, the things that he used. And you can use it like in a, based off personalities. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. That way everybody can do it. Okay, I'll start first, I guess. Sniper would be Dev. Because Dev will come out. Stealth guy. 
No, not only that, because okay, Dev will come out with, uh, with that wild comment out of nowhere. And you just hit with it. Like, boom! I mean, <laughs> I, take- I, I, I mean, both of those statements are true. Dev is literally the stealth guy. He's always yeah. going on about, I, I don't, I don't want to yeah. go in there guns blazing. I want to stealthily take everyone out. Yeah. I don't want you to ever know I was there. Haley is the shotgun. She's the shotgunner. She's going to just say a whole bunch of stuff. Where <laughs> she can <laughs> take them out. <laughs> All right, let's see. What, what was the other classes? There's okay, med- uh, medic and ballistic. Ballistic is blowing up stuff. Mm-hmm. <sighs> now I'm trying to think of somebody on Kevin. Yeah, Kevin works good for that. See, I would have Kevin as my medic because I feel like Kevin a lot of times is trying to smooth things over. <laughs> a lot of times that maybe behind the scene work, like just trying to kind of. Smooth. This is all out. good fun, anyway. So it's like it yes. doesn't really matter. You know who ballistics is? Chalfy. Oh, oh my god, god. yes. <laughs> Chalfy. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> will blow up any situation, <laughs> and there it is, and make it a thousand times worse. All right, medic. I'm gonna go with Coach Mo. Yeah. The, gi- the general giant. The general mm-hmm. giant, Coach Mo. I think he's a peacekeeper. He's somebody who likes to heal. You know. I think, that's good. Yeah. I think that's a good team. Absolutely. So, I mean, I want to. Is there? There's no rogue class. I can't just go in there and no. sneak around and no. or just be by myself. Like I don't even want a team. No. I'm like Maverick from Top Gun. Like I'm doing this by myself. I don't need y'all. That's, that's how I get down. That's unfortunately not how XCOM <laughs> works. Not at all. Like like my comment on Mass Effect. Like, can I just not have any team members and just finish the game? Just you know, me by myself. Because that's I mean, how I technically you could, but you'd struggle. Like you would, you would enjoy you, it. Yeah. It's you like SOCOM. You don't need those teammates. You get yeah. rid of them because their AI sucks, and then you finish the mission by yourself. Have you played Mass Effect? Because the Mass Effect AI is actually good, and they actually do things. I know. I was just talking about how SOCOM and how I like. Oh yeah. Going okay. In. Or like I'm, I'm, I'm basically Solid Snake. I want to go in here as a one man wreck. You hide crew. in boxes? Absolutely. If I can hide in a box, you know, you know how skilled you got to be to hide in a box and nobody find you. Just saying. That's a good point. All right. So I mean, but if I had to, yeah, like I said, I would definitely be the sniper. Donnie would be the shotgunner because he just wants to get up close and just shoot things in the face or punch him in the face anyway. Um, the medic, Coach Moore, Kevin for sure, and ballistic. Uh, man, I I feel like there's so many people that just like to go and bust. Um, Hmm. who would I have as my ballistics? I don't know. That's, that, that's a tough one. I, I think Chaffee is like that. That makes the most sense because I feel like he definitely just wants to go in there and cause destruction and just yes blow stuff up. Like it just amazing. It fits. It fits. All right. <laughs> uh, I don't know where to go with this. Uh, all, all I know is that I'd probably have Rebecca as the healer. That's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, you know what? I'll just. Dev, you're going to be the sniper again, because that's the closest you'll get to stealth. Okay, that's good. Uh, Donnie would be, again, Don, Donnie's a good shotgunner, because Donnie do, does like to get up close. Um, I don't know where to go with the ballistics. There's no good answer. Chaffee. is the only answer. No, no, it's not. Yes, it is the correct answer. Okay. <laughs> also, I know you guys don't like wrestling, but on... Strong style. Donnie said one of the most ridiculous statements I've ever heard in my life. So I'm going to ask you guys this. <laughs> Would you take a punch from Mike Tyson for free? For, for free? free? No. For free. Just no. for the experience. 
No. Why? Why do I want to experience my face broken? <laughs> because or, it's a great story to tell, apparently. I no, no, it would not be. Also, oh, it's yo, not like I anybody got... you tell that story is gonna look at you like you're an idiot. You got punched by Mike Tyson for free. You're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you give me a million dollars, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll get punched by Mike Tyson. Yeah, because you're gonna need that, to get the reconstructive surgery for your face. Yeah, I already want reconstructive surgery for my face. So what's you might the difference? Just let Mike Tyson punch you. There you go. There you yeah, go. Let's go. Not for free though. <laughs> Hit up. Play a Nintendo and ask him about that. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh my god! And I don't, I don't hate wrestling. I like wrestling. I'm just the not only into one it he- like you crazy people are. The only oh, yeah, one man. here who hates wrestling is hi. I'm me. Hi, me. How you doing? All right. That that was a terrible dad joke. <laughs> well, right, so- it's fine as the one to expect. <laughs> That's true. Next question from at Bland Explosion. He wants to know: um, His girlfriend is going to be using his base PS4 now that he has acquired a PS4 Pro. What games should she try? She loves Animal Crossing, and that's about it. Are there any go-to first-party or third-party titles for a non-gamer? Uh, Little Big Planet. There you go. That's a good one. Uh, Is there a PS4 Little Big Planet? Yep, Little Big Planet Three. Okay. Oh God, that's like beginning of the gen. Yep. Yep. Um, I about that. There, one. There's also uh, Stardew Valley. Although, if they have a Switch, they probably already play that because that's available there. Um. Uh, Ratchet's good. Like it's not violent, violent, but it's fun. Like it'd be it'd be an interesting one for them to try and play. She she only likes Animal Crossing. It's close. <laughs> You're playing as an animal. I don't know. Uh, uh, Sims maybe. Yeah, I, I, Donnie gave the answer Tearaway, and that was probably about the only game that I could think of outside of a little big planet that I I would think that might be interesting for somebody who's only really into Animal Crossing. For PS4. I'm, I'm gonna go in the complete opposite direction. And I think this will be a good date night for you guys to do. Play until dawn together. Uh, nope. Yeah. Nope. No. One of you play until dawn. One of them has a controller. One of them says what they want them to do. Yeah. Sit down and like you're watching a movie almost. Okay. Sit together. Until dawn is a great game, but if they only like Animal Crossing, that is a big leap. Big leap. It is, but it's also not. It's a way of taking the game out of the game. Like you don't have to play the game. I, I see what you're going with, Devin, and I think that makes a lot of sense. That that could be cool. Yeah, because I, I actually did that with my mom. I actually did that exact same thing with my mom. But also, see, I, I'd get upset if someone made a story choice I didn't want to make. So that's why I couldn't I, play that with someone else. Selfish. I, I let her make the story choices. I, I used the controller, and she made the choices. Yeah. So she had a blast with it. She had a blast while she like this is like an actual movie. And she had a lot of fun. But since she wasn't actually playing the game, she had even more fun because she just felt like she was watching a movie. And at the movie. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. All right, so our last question comes from uh, the big boss man down himself. He said, so in The Last of Us 2, there is a lot of uh, apparently sex and nudity and all kind of stuff in that vein. Um, and none of it's censored, didn't get pulled, none of that type of stuff. But there have been several games by Sony that have gotten either censored or, or pulled because of sexual content, yet Last of Us 2 is not a problem. Do you guys think that, that, is, that because it's Naughty Dog, like they are just above all that and Sony doesn't want to pull it, where like there's so many games where they have actually either forcefully censored or had them change the game because of it? Like, Do you think that's a, a fair practice? Do you guys have like any thoughts on that one at all? Uh, I, have a, yeah. I have a question. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. How old 
is Ellie in this game? 19. Okay. Go ahead and say what you're going to say, Ellie. People aren't asking this question about Ellie. I know what they're referring to. I know, but Um, I said that for a reason. mm -hmm. I'll let Um, you say first. So essentially, like, I haven't heard of a game being forced to be changed by Sony for, you know, having sexual content. Now, granted, there is an example of stupidity that I'm going to use here. The DMC5 situation where they had a lens flare on, uh, I forget the character's name, but like one of the characters you meet shows up in like a towel and you meet them and they drop the towel and the camera like sort of focuses on their butt and there's like a huge lens glare so you can't see the butt crack. But like um, that eventually got taken out and Sony was like, we apologize for that. Uh, the games being pulled for sexual content off the PlayStation store are not games that you'd want to be playing in the first place. They are essentially as close to porn as they can get. And that's now, why Sony pulled them. That is something that maybe you might not want to play or say, but there are people who enjoy those games, like the Sin- sure. Sinron Kagura Burst game, stuff like that. Sure. I was going to get to that. Sure. That is the kind of stuff that people are upset about, because it's like you are constantly either censoring or pulling those games, but yet there are like gratuitous sex scenes in Naughty in, the, in this game that are not censored or anything like that, but yet on the other end of the spectrum, like you completely censor these games. So like where there, where where's the line drawn in the sand for that? I mean, that's with what this question though, about. you'd also have to look at at Rockstar because there's sex, there's a huge sex scene in GTA Five. That game didn't get pulled. Right? I'm gonna get to both of those right now. I think the biggest difference is this: with the Naughty Dog games, these characters, and even the Rockstar games, these characters are over the age of eighteen, so they are full consent adults. Even with um. Detroit Become Human, I think, has a, a sex scene as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. But those games, these are full consenting adults. The games that are getting censored by PlayStation are games where the characters look oh, like minors. Oh, mm-hmm. you know what? That, mm, yep, yep, yep. That's a better, like, I, I, I get it. People want to play those games. That's fine. You can play those games. But Sony doesn't have to be, doesn't, doesn't have to have them on the store. Uh, especially if they could get into legal trouble with it. Like, the yeah. Naughty Dog thing is, like, all the characters are above the age of, like... Which is such a low bar and sounds so creepy when you put it out there, but, like, they're not mm-hmm. minors, right? Yeah. But, like, to phrase it correctly, like, they're adults. Like, that's what's happening. The games that are being censored have characters that are... Uh, <laughs> Their age is ambiguous. You don't really know. Question sure, mark adults. Also, mm-hmm. I was I was going to literally uh, use uh, a sun uh, su- uh, sun prosy D. Uh, I don't want to mispronounce his name. Uh, he most famously known now for the voice of Flack in Borderlands Three uh, has a great vine about this. It's like uh, watching an anime, and it's like yada yada. Blah. I'm a I'm a thousand year old vampire, but I I look like an eight year old girl. He's like, nope, don't like this. I'm out. Like, that's that's awful. Like, you can't do that. That's what Sony's removing. And you know what? That's totally their call because they could get into huge legal trouble just for having that stuff on the service. Yes, and that's the whole thing they've been censoring. They've been, they have been censoring sex in games, per se. There's a lot of games that have sex in it. But yeah. it's games that kind of gratuitously make anime characters look young Yeah, and sexualize them. That's what they've been kind of censoring editing. And by the way, the next person I see reply with, oh, but the age of consent in, in Japan is 13. That's that's bad. I hope you know that's worse. Like, that's not a comment you want to be making in response to these criticisms. Like, that just makes you look not great. 
Um, yeah, I've yeah. seen that a lot, and it's awful. Please don't don't go. Oh, but the age of consent in this country's that's not the point. Right. Well, well, the age of consent in the United States is eighteen. So most people, you have to follow that age of consent. And when you put out stuff that sexualizes younger kids, that's not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Damn you, anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, on, on a note of anime that's that's not like that, please watch Helsing Ultimate. Eh. Vampires. Vampires fighting Nazis. It's great. I'm going to stick with Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo. Hel- Helsing Samurai. Helsing Ultimate is great, but also if you want a huge laugh, go watch Helsing Ultimate Abridged. It's uh, it, it's great. That's my team four star. Okay. It's like it's like the old Yu-Gi-Oh Abridged. It's like screw the rules. I have money. <laughs> <sighs> All right, moving right along. That was the end of our questions. Time for some news of the week. I'm very excited about this. So I am not going to say anything about your your first story because one of my good friends was like, if if you're going to talk about this, I want to be on the show. So I'm not going to say anything about your story, Haley. You can take it away, and I I have no comment. Okay, uh, skate's back. That that that's the story. Skate is back. I'm very happy. I called it. Uh, also, shout out to Alana Pierce tweeting like right before the show. But what if Skate Four, bro? And then like 40 minutes later, it's like, bro. <laughs> State uh, four is back. That's the tweet. That's it. Yeah, like this. This is so good. I love the skate series. It's good. And yes, uh, people have been like, oh, super excited. Now, uh, based on what the skate like Twitter account started retweeting after this was announcement was made, I do not think it's a mobile game because people are like, but well, guys, we're getting all excited. They didn't say it was skate four. Sure, they didn't. Why would they say it's skate four? They continued the storyline from skate one to skate three. And when that ended, it, it would pretty much need to be like a, a, a sort of reboot to, to continue on, right? Like move on with new characters and everything else like that. Obviously, you'd have the same skaters that are normally in it or even add more. But like for re- reference, like uh, the g- cameraman who follows you around in the games, you could get a new one of those and like new custom characters from like the skate devs themselves. Um, that'd be interesting. But like, it's very exciting to see this back. Uh, people are like, what if it's a mobile game? I highly doubt that. I do not think EA would make <laughs> that kind of uh, hubbub about, hey, and one more thing, Skate's back at the end of the show if it was just going to be a mobile game. I know that EA has done some questionable things in the past, but I don't think they're that crazy. <laughs> oh, people would put on their pitchforks if they did that. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, people put on their pitchforks after that show in the first place. So, yeah. Uh, Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, cool. I'm I mean, excited for it. Also, I'm very glad they brought the F the Oscars guy back. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I know that that's like kind of getting into Dev's story, but like just no, that's uh, perfect transition. I mean, they they brought uh what's his name Yosef Faro or whatnot. Like that, I have no they, idea what his name is. They let that man say F the Oscars on national television. Hey. Yusuf Fares or Fares, I don't know how you say his name, but yeah. So there was there was an EA EA Play Live event. It was it was something. Um, <laughs> I think the biggest news out of that is just how how they're embracing crossplay. I yep. think that's probably the biggest story from that outside of Skate's triumphant return after the masses yelling 
at the internet constantly. Oh, for yeah, by the way, that was a bad call to make that comment in the show, like, because now you're just going to get people who want a specific game to comment on everything, because they I literally mean, were like... They do that now anyway. Okay, yes, yes, but <laughs> when you, this is like the Snyder Cut thing over and over and over. You're giving power to comments, like... I mean, power to the people. Your voice, man, use it. Sure. No. But, you, uh, you yeah. do not want yeah. people commenting on every post now for EA going... But what about Fight Night Four? Like, don't they already? No, yeah, kind of. Because trust me, I'm gonna now just constantly ask for the return of NBA Street. Like, oh, I mean, I would not. And, and SSX Tricky. I don't even want the entire. I just want SSX Tricky and <laughs> NBA Street Volume Two to be remade. That's it. Just those two. So now I'm gonna comment for those forever. All right. But um, crossplay is like coming to everything. You've got uh, Apex Legends coming to Switch. Uh, you got skate back. We got a, a tree for Dragon Age. <laughs> oh, a tree at Red Lyrium. We cannot forget the Red Lyrium. That was the best no. thing. It's like we we we've waited two years, and all we saw was was a tree and some Red Lyrium. And it's like, I mean, what what did you expect when they announced Dragon Age at the Game Awards? They were like, this game is very early in development. Yeah. I mean, to me, the 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 show was a little just. I mean, it, it it just it didn't hit really hard for me at all. Like they spent ten minutes talking about Star Wars Squadrons footage instead of just showing Star Wars Squadrons footage. Yeah, I think that game is going to be interesting because it's only apparently a forty dollar title. There's yep. no there's no DLC. It's not a living game. There's not going to be any microtransactions. It's like this is it. This is the game. It's full. It's complete enjoy so i think that they they have learned their lesson from star from from battlefront 2 and they're they're going in a different direction and i think it's it's a good one um so that'll that'll be interesting to see how well that game does and what the actual tale of that game is like how long that game actually stays around and and people are still playing it. like it'll be it'll be interesting to see i think it looks really cool um, I was surprised that there wasn't a whole lot of next gen talk at all. Oh yeah, the they had like, a like they just had like a, a sizzle what? reel towards the end, but yeah, and they showed like a building crumbling and and yeah. a dude blinking and and also the the weird like blocky jumping floaty guy. I don't know how to you know what I'm talking about. Weird blocky jumping, I don't like know. right I kinda... in that next gen thing. There was like a little clip in there where like dude was running like it's. It's like when you're in the developing stage, but like you haven't got everything rendered yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I was just, I was just very kind of just like real meh about this, yeah. about this show. The only, I... the only thing that excited me about the show was Skate, and I went into it fully expecting to be disappointed as normal, and for the most part I was. <laughs> and then Skate was announced, and it was like, oh hell yeah. It was it was it was a show. It existed. It's a thing, and we got a lot oh, of crossplay out of it. Is how I feel. Greg Miller did a great job, though. Yes, it, yes, he did. And also, I love that half the comments for that show weren't even about Greg. It was just about the shirt he was wearing and where he bought it. So much so that his wife Jen literally had to come out and go, "Here's a link to the shirt. Please stop asking." I was more enamored by his beard. His beard game was on point. Oh, it's always on point. Also, his uh, beard is fantastic. If you guys want a great laugh, uh. Please go watch the kind of funny reacts like the last like five minutes of this is just incredible because the last five seconds, like right before they announce uh, uh, Skate is coming back, Tim Geddes is like, oh, what's this going to be? Some sports game, right? And then they're like, oh, we're handing it off to 
cuz or whatnot, and Tim's face goes, huh? And then they show the skate dabs, and he's like, oh my god! And his face is just slack-jawed for the entire time they're talking, and it's incredible. <laughs> Delvin, you've been mighty quiet. I was too busy laughing at you saying, yeah, that happened. <laughs> I mean, that's just what? how I feel about it. I'm like, it's just, it was a thing. Your non-response delighted me so much. <laughs> Like I'm uh, like the first like ten fifteen minutes I was ready to turn it off. I was like this I don't this, oh, I'm ready to turn this off between the Sims and all the Apex stuff. I was like I where's the fast forward button? Yeah, delightful. It was there. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all I was gonna say about it. Nothing to really talk about it. The skate thing is the biggest lose out of it. It's like all right, that's cool. Skate's yeah. awesome. I'm happy skate's back. All the other stuff we kind of knew was gonna happen. So it's like uh, whatever. Did they have a release date or even a window for skate? Because we no, didn't they see said, anything for it at all, did we? They said it was early in development. Okay, we'll see that in 2020. Yeah, yeah probably. Fine. I knew it was going to be a next-gen title if it came back at all, right? Like, yeah. oh, we're, we're, we're going to announce a skate game for the PS4 and release it two months before the console comes out. Poor cool. Skater XL. Uh, also, poor Sessions. I don't know. I'm that's, getting that. That's an Xbox. It's an early access preview on Xbox right now. Um, it's It's sort of like... A successor to skate, but also uh, Rip Sessions, Rip Skater XL, and Rip Skatebird. Wow, I didn't know Session was an early um. Yeah, it's in, it's, in, it's in game it's in game preview. How am I check that out? It has a uh, limited console exclusivity to uh, the Xbox. That's cool. I didn't know that. Um, and then you know, like this is just great because we're getting skateboarding games back, and if they sell well. We'll probably get more, which is nice because it's so nice to like see Little Big Planet come back, right? Like I know that the new one for PS5 is titled Sackboy's Big Adventure, which by the way, I hate I hate that name. I hate that name for that character. I love that name. You, you name named this character Sackboy. Alright. Great. Love it. Yeah. Um, did we not think this through? Because this is the perfect time to say, hey, brazing. Um, Delvin, please watch Archer. And I'll start watching it. I gotta start watching it for Lana alone. Yeah. Also, also, please watch Bit. Yes, I know I haven't plugged it in a few weeks, but here we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's so good that we're getting it back. Like we've got the Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater One and Two remaster come coming out in September, uh, which I'll have more time to sink my teeth into now that Cyberpunk got delayed. So uh, yeah, y- you know. That it, it, yeah. did, it did happen. And before everyone goes off of me, not actually angry about the game being delayed, more angry that the game moved into a uh, blackout period at Walmart so I can't use my vacation time for it like I had planned. So, that sucks. Yeah, because uh, from November 1st to, to December 26th, you can't use vacation time at Walmart because it's a holiday blackout period. It's that retail life. Yeah. Oh, I remember that working at Best Buy, except it extended all the way up through January. Oh, returns and stuff. Yeah, but it, it's it's very nice to see these come back, and I hope we get more of them. Um, you know, yeah, especially don't, because don't oversaturate the market. Let's let's get a nice break in between them. Let's just update the, the existing things. Otherwise, we run into all the terrible Tony Hawk games. Yeah, so just bring back SSX Tricky. All right, and EA Sports. Just bring back EA Sports Big. Come on, do it, oh, cowards. It, it would be great. Yeah. Just don't bring back big, huge games. Oop. Yikes. What you got for us, Delvin? I'll make mine short but sweet. Crash Bandicoot 4 is coming out soon, apparently. 
I'm pretty sure this is the game that's going to be announced tomorrow at Summer Game Fest. Yeah. Following a tease back from November 2019, this is an article from uh, GameSpot, by the way. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, leaks thanks to a Taiwan digital games rating committee. <laughs> y- y- y'all really think they're going to name the game It's About Time? Because that's that's a little on the nose. I think they have come on for it, and it looks like that's what it is. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. That has a, a great double meaning, you know. It's about time that the game is out, and then this is looks like just based on the background and cover art, like it looks like it may be dealing with like time travel. Okay, game is about- I, I, I'm just gonna say this flat out: <laughs> stop using time travel. It's never done well. I love time Only- travel. I disagree. Time travel was done amazing in Titanfall Two. Okay, you didn't let me finish. I was about to say there are only two instances I've ever seen it be used correctly. Dishonored 2, um, the Clockwork Mansion, uh, that level is fantastic. And also the uh, Titanfall 2 use of it. I I love seeing people uh, videotape them playing through that level and just going, Ah, I'm over here! I'm over here! (laughs) Hold up, Haley! You didn't name Life is Strange for time travel? I mean, the time travel is not great in that game. I'll be honest. But like, It's awesome. I love that aspect of it. I mean, like, they hey. literally show you that, like, I mean, all right, spoilers for Life is Strange 1. Literally, the only endings for that game are, hey, invalidate all of your choices, regardless of everything you've done, and let Chloe die. Or, hey, the entire town gets destroyed, and you keep your powers. Which is, all right, I'll keep the powers. <laughs> um, but, like... Wow. Uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Sure, but also uh, Chloe's awesome. Uh, screw Arcadia Bay and everyone there was a dick anyways. So, so you sacrifice. So you don't sacrifice one to save many, huh? No. Also, Chloe's Bay. Like you are, you are a villain. You are not the hero. I, I, I will say this. I never said I was the hero. I'm also not the villain. So, I, I will say, I will say this about this that game. They clearly made a choice to tell you which ending to pick because one of the endings is super long and super detailed and one of them is super short. <laughs> okay, but also the reason the one is like super short is because there's nothing really to say at that point. Like, oh no, the town's destroyed. We drive through it and walk away. And also the super long ending is mostly uh, not, it's not even cutscenes at that point. It's like photo, it's like a Photoshop slideshow at that yeah, you can tell which ending was done later, and it's the one where Chloe survive, uh, Chloe dies. That one was done later, but also that was a ridiculous point, anyways, because it's moot now that the comic books are out. Like both endings are canon. Don't ask me how that works. Do not. I cannot explain it. It's stupid. Uh, but oh well. <laughs> Surprised you didn't just bring up the fact that you know Cold's alive. Or something. Yeah. We're not talking about Infamous <laughs> right now because I'm still salty that they like sort of were like, hey, here's lightning to start off this trailer. Oh no, it's Miles. Which, again, not mad that it's Miles, because Miles is awesome, but like, don't do that to me. <laughs> Cole's dead. Staying dead. I, I will fight you. Him again. I will fight you. Dev and I are going to fight Back Alley after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Crash is apparently coming back. Also, sorry for derailing us. Yeah, it's okay. What we do? what we do all right so the discussion of the week we're gonna delve a little bit more into the review bobbing because there was a couple of other like thoughts on that so we kind of went into it like 
Should sites really allow users to be vocal and provide that kind of input, especially if they haven't played the game, if you're just making it basically an open form to say whatever you want, regardless of any validity to what you're saying? Is there any value to that whatsoever? Um, and should you know, folks be upset to see like these low scores and then can you start to skew it the other way by having people just go in and post positive review scores to try and get it back? And then doesn't that just lose all merit or credibility to the whole idea of the users? Yeah. Like, like I said earlier, like I, 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 trend, I tend to not even want to deal with the user score in Metacritic because there's no like validity to any of that because anybody at any time can go in and say whatever they want and just taking the last of us two for an example because it's really what's what's spurring on this conversation is that there's just so much hate in the world at this point and people feel so entitled to when something doesn't include them or isn't relatable to them that they then deem it terrible and have to shout at the rooftop you know how i mean for me games i've Games haven't been relatable to me for fucking until, you know, now, honestly. Like, I have never played games looking to be, like, to feel like that's me or to feel like I can relate to the character or whatnot because it just, that, that's just not, one, why I play games. And two, it's not something that until recently when we actually start getting characters of color as, like, your leads, like in a Watch Dogs, um, that that mattered. And I think it is incredibly sad that you have so many people that have decided to review bomb a game based on the fact that they don't feel like, you know, they can relate to the character or they're upset because it doesn't jive with their views of the world. But it ain't about you. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, as uh, games are sort of an escape for me, but I don't always play every game to relate to. Like if I, for good example, when when I play Call of Duty, I'm not trying to relate to i'm just mm-hmm. playing call of duty because i want to play call of duty uh same goes for fortnite or whatnot um but also like i don't think that you should be able to review a game if you don't own it um for user scores anyways because obviously critics is that's a different story um you know usually codes are provided by by the company that asks you to review them that's a different story but users who do not own the game, now I don't know how a site would verify this unless they're asking you to link your PlayStation account if you bought it digitally or like enter the UPC of your game or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, they should not be allowing you to review a game or a movie or a TV show or whatnot if you've not watched it, listened to it, played it um, at that point because you are then taking uh, valid points and mixing them in with someone who has nothing to say except I don't want this game to review good or you know oh everyone loves this game i'm gonna say it's overrated just for the fun of it like that's that's hard i i like it's hard to put the words just what i mean here because uh you know i think of things up here and then they, they get jumbled up uh essentially you have val- very valid criticisms and i'm not even talking just last of us here i'm just saying like mm-hmm. you can have valid criticisms of anything but the second you allow those reviews to have the same weight as someone that is just saying oh i don't like this and i've never watched it or played it or listened to it and they have the same weight in affecting the user score you've made them all useless regardless of how valid someone's criticism is like it's useless at that point now because you've mixed it in with people that just don't want 
things to succeed because they're not about and this is gonna sound controversial because they're not about straight white men like yeah i mean it has to be said that's basically been the main characters for games forever and i i feel like there is a certain privilege in that where you games have basically been about you forever so you can relate to the characters and see that where for us it's just a bonus like if the character happens to look like me like that's just a bonus but that's never been something that i've looked forward to in the game or cared about because that just wasn't the experience so when i get a game where there's a person of color who is either the main character or you know a prominent character that's always just a bonus but it's not something that i go looking for in a game but on the reverse i'm not gonna hate the game because it doesn't it, it's not you know representative of me representation definitely matters and it's awesome to see yourself in that but that's not it's, it can't be for everybody that's like that's just never going to be the case and yeah. it just sucks and then when thinking about like being you have to have the game like how do you police that yeah, and then exactly. if that's the if that's the point like do, how do we even should there even be user like, I don't think should, should you be be allowed to just go on a site and post. And I know that a lot of time it's just people wanting to be able to get their voice heard. But does that really do the industry any justice? Like, does that is that good? Does it just bring it down? Because you can have people that just decide they want to review bombs. And there's, there's been very, very few times when you've actually had people go and, like, just bombard something with positive reviews because they've liked the game. Like, there's been a couple of instances where that's happened, but it's, it's very far and few few it's just you know we don't have a lot of that that's why we have the term review bombing like there isn't even a term i think for when people go in and just give something a bunch of glowing like glaring praise just to 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 make a higher review score so i i it's one of those weird things like you don't want to censor people and you want them to be able to have a voice but then in this instance like is it helping in any way i'm of two minds of this my first thought is that um we probably should just get rid of user review scores Period. Just don't use them anymore. We don't need them. They don't serve that much of a purpose, really. But my second thought is the fact that there are a lot of kids who like to review games so they can become reviewers, so they can use that stuff. So when they go like apply for jobs at video game companies like IGN and things like that, they use that to like, hey, this is what I've been doing. I've been reviewing games all this time and doing that, and that hurts them. When, When these jerks do stuff like that, that affects them. And it sucks that this climate that we live in today affects every aspect of our lives. Like there was a time where video games was an escape for all of us. Yeah. And now video games, movies, pop culture, everything has become a political issue. There's no escaping it. And it sucks that we live in a climate that's what it is today in terms of like, hey, you just can't enjoy a game now. Mm-hmm. Now if you're playing a game, you're trying to enjoy it. Oh no, these SJWs are trying to warp your minds. No, just enjoy also- a game. Also, we we need to be clear here. When people say SJW nonsense, they mean the game either has a lead that's not straight and white, or the game has a character in it who happens to be gay, or happens to be black, or is is not them. And that's mm-hmm. what that is. They're yeah. literally trying to just say, "Hey, I don't want this game because I'm not in it." It's like you guys aren't the only. The, the sad thing is that there's a term for that called social justice. Or it's like, shouldn't we? Shouldn't justice just be social? Like it goes back to like the whole thing. Like we're <laughs> we're not even fighting for equal rights. We're fighting for civil rights. Can we just be civil? Yeah. You know? And it's just sad that we live in an era where people are so upset about just trying to level the playing field and make it make something for everyone. You know that if it's not about 
you know, you as the straight white male, and I'm sorry to have to keep going down this line, like that, it, that that's a problem. Like you get so up in arms about that, about not being able to see just the different spices of life. Like we always talk about like America is this giant melting pot of everything. But yet as soon as it is shown to be that people seem to get so up in arms and upset about what America really is. Like America is not just a bunch of straight cis white people. Like there is freaking everything here. And why not start to embrace that? That was the whole idea of what America is. It's the land of the free for everyone, regardless of race, gender, sexual orientation. None of that matters. Like, where is the human element? Which I'm going to bring up Dauntnaut again, because I'm very excited for their next game. It's an Xbox exclusive, and it's a perspective I won't have uh, because I'm a trans girl. But, like, their lead character in that game is a trans man. Like, Mm -hmm. very excited for that game. And I already know that it's going to have the same outrage that The Last of Us. This is, um, in fact, part of the outrage for Last of Us 2 is because, again, there is a trans character in this game. Um, and uh, people are mad about the fact that that character is even in there. But then you have some valid criticisms from trans people that are like, hey, like, maybe we shouldn't be using this rep in this kind of way like and i don't even know what that scene's context is but i know trans people are very like iffy about it um i will make my opinion on that scene when i get there because i haven't um but like again it's nice to see a difference in character like nobody wants to play a straight white male number 300 like all the time Oh, you mean Cole? <laughs> there was a lot of criticism about that. Like that era, like every character looked like yeah. Cole. So and 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 that's a good point to bring up too, because that's even different. Like as soon as you change the way a character looks, <clears throat> people get mad. A good example. Yeah. Um the con like the original reveal trailer for Infamous 2 had Cole wearing like a black t shirt, uh the messenger bag that he wears in the game. He had the mm-hmm. imp and all that. But he had hair, like, and yeah. everyone got so upset. And then the next time he saw Cole, he was bald again. It was like, do you guys not want flavor in your characters? Like, I think it's just people got to grow up. And this is the funny thing about all this stuff that drives me crazy. If you don't like what's going on in the game, just don't buy it. Yeah. Simple as that. Keep your money. They don't need it. They'll be fine. Rockstar will be fine without your $50. Naughty Dog will be fine without your $50. These companies will prevail and be fine just without your money. You can keep your money and shut up. Simple as that, you know. Yeah. I, there have been plenty of things that I haven't liked, and I said, you know what? I just won't support it. And I was fine with that. I was happy with that. Like, you know, yeah. it's very easy just to say, you know what? I don't like the direction they're going in. I'm not to support this game. But when you're sitting here actively trying to destroy something that somebody tried to create, that's terrible. Like, especially if they're not hurting anybody. It's one thing when you're sitting in there pointing out, Injustices or bias or something where somebody's mm-hmm. actually doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep. But when somebody's just making a video game for people's enjoyment and they're not doing, they're basically not harming anyone. Yeah. What's the point of trying to actively hurt them? It's, it's silly. It's dumb and it's sad. It's like it amazes me that in 2020 we still get so upset and have so much fear over things that we don't understand that we can't relate. Like it's okay. It's okay that, you know, you can't relate to that. It's okay. How about we just sit down and try to see things from a different perspective or try and understand instead of just going into this, I don't I don't like this. It's I don't understand it, so I'm just gonna hate it. It's just yeah. that it feels like we've just made new, you know. Yeah, we, re- we really haven't, honest. Like we haven't. And it's, it's, it's a shame. Yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, I think like in in these in this type of stuff, like when you see stuff that's hateful, it should just be removed. Like if it's if it's hateful from just a purely just hateful perspective without any like really you know thought, like just hate. Yeah. That type of stuff should be you should be able to scan for that and just remove it. If there's no real thought out response to why you don't like something or why you think this is not good, then it should be removed. Like yeah. the, the the new Discord like terms or whatnot, they're like we're actively going to be going through and finding things that are like hateful and hate filled and removing it. Like yeah. getting rid of that and policing it. And I think that and a lot of times I understand that like you want to have freedom of speech, but when it becomes hate speech, that type of stuff doesn't necessarily you know need to be in a in what, what most people will consider to be a safe space like you yeah. don't want to have that so when you see that type of stuff like those type of reviews metacritic should be able to go through and be like this is invalid this is I invalid. we get, get rid of it to point out like on the free speech thing that's my favorite thing when everyone's like oh free speech like you guys understand that the first amendment doesn't mean I'm allowed free speech regardless of how it says. Your free speech is you're allowed to have free speech against the government and the government can't do anything. A private company does not have to allow you to say whatever the heck you want and have no consequences. That is not what the First Amendment says well, at all. You know nobody pays attention to what the amendment says. Oh, are I'm aware, for, but they use because like the Second yeah. Amendment has no we don't use that at all for what yeah, it really was for. Yeah, like it does the Second Amendment has like no point in this era. But it's it, it's also like <laughs> a a total like catch all because as soon as you mm-hmm. do that, they're like, Oh, but my first amendment free speech and it's just like that's not what the First Amendment is literally about. Yep. I hate that I even have to know this because I don't even live in the States and it's just like again this is why decisions that affect the, the the law in the United States matter so much over here because our government tries to ad hoc be you. Uh, yeah. and, and it's just like, all right, cool. But uh, on the topic that you brought up there, Delvin, of like the young kids who try to get into reviewing, while yes, it would suck if Met- if their stuff just stopped getting, you don't have to use Metacritic to review your games. Like, uh, And I know it's like, uh, tumblr like yes i use tumblr all the time and it's mostly blogs and all that but there's quite a lot of stuff on tumblr that's literally just like written like reviews people use tumblr as their own websites you could just post your reviews there um also and, open critic and, like, the, yep yeah open critic is even better because it actually you know looks for review sites like you have to actually have a site where you've actually reviewed it and have the content to actually have your reviews posted there. yep instead of just you know i'm gonna go keyboard warrior type some crap on metacritic okay wow all right you guys see that right yes do you get bit by something i don't even know it's just from like staying (laughs) on my arm rest i guess vampire bitch i wish i I knew you were gonna say how about she probably gonna say i wish (laughs) i'm the vampire girl what do you want (laughs) you guys have seen my custom discord status it literally just says the vampire girl that it does all right, well, I feel like we've been able to wrap that topic up. Let's uh, yep. move on to the next thing, which is this week on the PlayStation Store, uh, there's garbage. some games coming in. Meh. I feel like... Garbage. What, what is this even? It is... Shovelware is back. I mean, pretty much. And even like the, the, the one thing they highlight, which is the Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer game, it's, like made a re- it's coming back. I'm just like... Okay. But also, this is why they killed the drop. <clears throat> because yeah. it's all shovelware. So this 
Yeah. I mean, who cares? Everybody's still playing The Last of Us. So. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be what's on people's minds and, and, and topics for, for hey, probably the rest of the month. Yeah. We're only like two and a half weeks, uh, nearly three, out from Ghost at this point. Ghost of Tsushima. I can't wait. I'm excited for that one. That's going to be a good one. Oh, man, give me a samurai sword. Let me go nuts. Let's go. Let's go, son. <laughs> Although I will say it's it's interesting to note now a lot of games are using Seattle instead of like New York or LA as locations. And it's yes, it's nice yes. to see difference. Like uh, to bring up Days Gone again. That was in mm-hmm. Oregon. You've got a bunch of games doing Seattle now. Like Vampire the Masquerade is doing Seattle. The Last of Us is mostly in Seattle. Yeah. Um, we are embracing the Pacific Northwest for some reason all of a sudden. Uh, well, gee, I wonder why. Because it's got such a varying terrain, and it's also like a varying weather thing. Thing like it's it rains a lot, but also like you can do a lot of cool stuff with it. Yeah, I wonder if we'll be able to go up and down the coast in Horizon, the Forbidden West. Uh, when they <laughs> posted that link about like, hey, here's like the like the the detail, and they're like, hey, the map's bigger than the first one. Which, all right, awesome, mm-hmm. I'm already sold. But also like the the Forbidden West fans from like utah to the like the the west coast and it's mm-hmm. like all right so so that's a pretty big stretch of land how much of that are we gonna notice though like right we know san francisco's in here but i that's mean about yeah it. you can see the golden gate bridge in pieces and also <laughs> the port of san francisco building is underwater like yeah that's gonna be a fun one. Oh, i'm so excited all right, we're just completely tangenting now. So uh, that's going to do it for episode 38 of the PlayStation Experience. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Please feel free to holler at us and give us a follow over on the Twitters at PlayStationXP. Stop by our blog. Yes, we still have a blog at PSVG.blog or our Discord at PSVG.blog Discord and join us in our shenanigans there. Last but not least, we invite you to be a part of our Patreon over at Patreon.com PSVG. If you enjoy our content here at PSVG, there's a ton of additional content to be had for just $3 a month. And with that in mind, we'd like to give a special thank you to our producers, Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bone Sawboard Bone, Chris McElfrish, Devin Tyus, myself, Kyle Hyman, Paul Calicote, Michael Masick, Grouchy Surge, and Nick Fall Harbor. Thank you so much for joining us in the journey that is PSVG. So with that, where can the people find you, Haley? Find me over on Twitter at Shepard Zarel. Uh, right now, it's mostly me just posting activism still and a couple Last of Us screenshots in there. Um, find me on your gaming platform of choice at Haley Zarel or Nintendo uh, if you ask for my friend code. You can find it that way. Because um, I'm not remembering a 16-digit code <laughs> to, to add you on Switch. Um, uh, once I finish The Last of Us Part Two, I will stream the game in its entirety, like, start to finish no skipping cutscenes or anything like that uh while i work on platinum cleanup uh because you know everybody knew i was gonna platinum this game anyways and it's it's so nice to not have to play this game on survivor and be able to get the plat uh not that i have a problem with playing on survivor i just i don't want to force myself to play on a difficulty i don't have to for the platinum so (laughs) yeah uh hear that i'm you know i'm enjoying it uh that's about it and Delvin, how many podcasts are you on this week? Sixty-two. God knows, God knows how many. <laughs> <laughs> Just follow me on Twitter, Delvin underscore Cox. There it is, it. straight to the point. All right, and with that, long live play.